Proactive Athletes is the premier place that empowers student athletes to overcome the challenges of college sports recruitment. Their unparalleled expertise and influential network will guide you towards realizing your fullest potential. At Proactive Athletes, they understand that each student athlete is unique, facing their own set of obstacles. That's why their dedicated team takes the time to comprehend your individual needs, providing a comprehensive hands-on approach tailored to your success. With their personalized attention and unwavering support, they ensure your satisfaction every step of the way. Through their vast network, they have successfully connected with over 2.3 million coaches, giving your child's profile the exposure it deserves. In fact, their student-athletes' profiles have been viewed by an astounding 716,000 coaches, solidifying their reputation as the go-to platform for recruitment. What sets them apart is their data-driven approach, allowing them to make informed decisions that result in better outcomes for their student-athletes. By harnessing the power of data, they maximize your child's chances of success as they embark on the next chapter of their athletic journey. Join the ranks of proactive athletes and unlock your true potential. Let them amplify your talent, connect you with coaches that want you but may not have known about you, and pave the way for your future success. Together, they will defy the odds and ensure that your dreams become a reality. Don't wait any longer. Get proactive in your child's recruitment process today by visiting proactiveathletes.com. And make sure you use Shark Effect 10 for 10% off. You know, everyone in the league is dealing with some type of like injury or, or body issue. But whenever you step on the field, that's like, that's not, that's your resume. So it doesn't matter what, what you're going through outside, you know, at home or, or, um, or outside of the field. But as soon as you step on the field, it's like, you got to be ready to go. Like there's no excuses and, and you got to um, take responsibility for everything that happens. So. Welcome to the Shark Effect. I'm your host, Alex Molden. I'm a former NFL veteran, and now I'm a leadership and personal development speaker and coach. In this podcast, you will hear inspirational and humorous stories from leaders of all walks of life, from current and former professional athletes, coaches, authors, experts, executives, and successful business owners. Discover how these leaders not only overcame obstacles, but also learned core principles that led to their success when leading others. Welcome to uh, The Shark Effect. I'm your host, Alex Molden, coming to you again. I want to thank each and every one of you who tune in and listen to myself and my guests as we start to kind of break down or, or tackle different um, leadership or personal development issues. And you get to hear it from a different perspective from somebody who has maybe been where you want to go. Um, so in saying that, I want you to make sure you share, you subscribe, you can follow me and um, yeah, get my book. That's what's up. Yeah. Stop tripping. Get my book. If you haven't gotten already, it's the ultimate playbook for high achievement and it's on Amazon or you can go to my website, alexmolden.com. All right. Enough of all that. You have gotten a lot better at that. What'd you say? You say you have gotten a lot better at your intros. Oh, thank you. Thank you very much, Elijah. So, and can I introduce you now? Can you like be quiet for two seconds? Yeah. All right. Thank you. So 
Um, my son, Elijah Molden, this is his second time being on the Shark Effect. Um, if you don't know, he's uh, he's entering to his second year in the NFL. He was a third-round draft pick um, from the Tennessee Titans, made it to the playoffs his first year. First mm-hmm. year. I played eight. You know how many times I made it to the playoffs? Don't answer this, Elijah. Once. <laughs> One year. One year made it to the playoffs. This dude has done it um, his first year. Um, he's a former All-American, two-time um, All-Pac-12 player. Um, I was the first. I was a two-time All-Pac-10 player. So um, he cannot hold that over me. I don't hold it the over pack, him. Not anymore. The pack not going to be a thing anymore, though. It won't even matter. Things things change. You don't know. You don't have a crystal ball. Anyway, um, welcome to the Shark Effect, son. Well, I think I said it the first time we tried to record. You haven't had any other of your um, children on, so I'm probably the favorite. You're not the favorite. Everybody knows it's Bianca, so you know, don't just Shark just just don't have just don't have Josiah on whatever you do. <laughs> If you don't know, Josiah is our 13-year-old. He literally wants to wipe Elijah off the planet. He doesn't want anybody to mention his name, his youth football or college football, um, for those who don't know. Uh, yeah, you know what? I'm going to have your mama on next. Not good. next, but she's going to be the next molding, yes. Yeah, you had to kind of get some episodes under your belt before you went to the, the final boss. Oh, for sure. Absolutely. Now I think I'm polished up. Thanks to you helping me out, helping me um, in this whole podcasting world. Anyway, enough about me. How was it like your rookie year in the NFL? Did it go above and beyond your expectations? Was the game super fast? Did it slow down? Were you enamored? (laughs) Was I enamored? I think um, it was difficult in the sense that, like, the play, you know, the playbook now is so much more dense than what I was used to in college. Uh, I, th- I feel like, you know, one of my best traits is, like, uh, my football IQ and stuff. So I was kind of ahead of the curve. But just the amount, like, the nuance in every play call and all the checks and um, – you know, how all, everything pre-snap like that was entirely on a different level. Uh, and this is getting from somebody to, who went to like college, one of college, I, I think the top, the top three colleges that produce NFL DBs. Yeah. Yeah. And no, it's, yeah. Like your stuff was, was complicated. You know, when, when I went in there and, mm-hmm. you know, I, I started to, kind of look at you you guys' defense at University of Washington mm-hmm. and like, man, damn, this is way more advanced than when I was playing. And so you're saying, like, even from there, your first Yeah, I think it's playbook. it's just the evolution of the game, really. Like, you know, 20, what, 20 years ago. Easy. You know, <laughs> well, 20 years ago, the game was a lot different. And now it's like, as the game evolves, it's like all these – uh, coordinators, offensive, defensive coordinators, you know, learn from their past mistakes or past successes. And then they 
start implementing and tweaking their different coverages. So, and that's all it is, is like, you know, essentially the, the, the coordinators trying to stop the other coordinator. It's like, you know, one coach versus another coach and, and, and we're all just a bunch of, you know, moving pieces and granted, like, you know, nothing happens without the players, but um, that's, that's the most difficult part. That was the most difficult part for me was just, you know, getting a feel for uh, all the coverages and kind of where, where, where my technique and fundamentals would fit in, uh, in different coverages. Gotcha. So, you know, tell me, this is, this is funny to me because most people from the outside, the so-called, so-called um, experts and whatnot, you know, because of a, an athlete's size or his speed and quickness, like everybody thinks that that's going to transfer to the next level. And I'm sure you've played mm-hmm. with, in any position, you've played with some guys that are phenomenal athletes, but that doesn't necessarily mean that they're going to be phenomenal on the football field. Right. Um, have you gone through that? And what what do you think is that that trait, that one trait that is transferable? And I'm looking for like, um, but actually, you know, I, I'll let you I, I'll take it from there. What is that one trait? I think the most important thing is just being able to being able to focus and and um, focus on on your task in uh, difficult environments and stressful environments. Because whether it's practice or the game, there's a lot of you know a lot of stress, and anxiety, and a lot of moving parts. Uh, a lot of unpredictability, but if you're able to kind of like take a step back and, uh, you know, focus through it all and know your assignment and, and, uh, and execute properly, then, then everything else will take care of itself. Like, yeah, you know, the attribute, the physical attributes are a bonus, but if you're not able to focus and if you, if you don't know what you're doing, then it's, it doesn't matter. It's just a guy running around out there. Yeah. Knowing your assignment. Yeah. Knowing your assignment. I mean, that's, you have to know what you do before you actually step out there on, you know, step out there on the field. You yeah. know, I think that's, that's that football IQ you was talking about is uh, knowing, knowing your job first and then, and then just working on the little things. Yeah. If you know your job and then you, you know, you work on your fundamentals and everything else is just kind of like a piece of cake, I think. Uh, and there, there's constant room for improvement and constant, uh, you know, ways to get better. But if, if you know what to do and you're working on just the fundamentals, then, you know, I, I, I a quote that I heard from well, Kobe Bryant was, um, you know, master the basics first and then get creative on top of that. So if you can, if you got the fundamentals and you know what to do, then eventually you can get to a level where you can start kind of adding your own flavor and, and getting creative. And that's when you see people go out there and do things that other people don't do. Mm. One of the things that I think that separates the average um, person, not just athlete, but person is consistency. And that's what, I mean, that's why the, the average, the average um, career in the NFL is three and a half years is after a while, you know, no matter how good of an athlete you are, how consistent are you? Because if you're consistent, you can play a long time, right? If you're consistent in, in, you know, of course, it's the more you can do, but consistency, 
is so important. What is some of the things that that you're looking at, like in your past on the football field or even off of it? What what do you look for, you know, when it comes to consistency? Uh, with me, this is right up my alley just because I love uh, organizing and planning and all that stuff. You know, like I'm I'm definitely the cleaner in the relationship. Danelle is the, the messy one. Danelle's so I feel like, yeah, yep. So first you have to like just have a general, you know, have a goal or, or you know, an, an end, you know, end result that you want to get to. And then from there, you just kind of like incrementally, uh, you know, you just add little daily habits that add up over time that will get you to that goal. So really, like, I think the most important thing is just having the same mindset every day when you wake up. And it's like you can't miss one day because you can wake up and feel a certain type of way. Uh, go through your day and then wake up and feel a completely different type of way. And then, you know, your actions will probably be different just based off of how you feel. But I feel like if you can, uh, you know, have a good mindset and then from there, it's just like scheduling out different ways to get better, uh, whether that's, uh, you know, for me, watching film, uh, working out, doing rehab, recovering. Uh, nutrition is all that stuff. It's all that stuff. Mm. You know, you bring up a good point. And I didn't learn this until probably my fourth or fifth year in the league was, um, especially during training camp, because it gets so monotonous. And of course, my training camp years, way oh, different, more, way different. Yeah. Way more different than yours. But being consistent and you know for me it's like I tried to like improve on one detail once I started like man how do I you know break this monotony how do I and I said man I get it I'm gonna start just working on one aspect of my game per practice and I'm gonna just just lock in on this and it might be small like looking at the you know my reads and my keys really it's not small that's that's huge but just work on my reads and my keys and being intentional with that another day or another practice. It might be um, making sure my I'm getting my hands on the receiver, the exact spot where on his shoulder pads, they just being intentional with all that. Mm -hmm. Do you practice any of that? You know what I'm saying? Like when you lock in on uh, you know, in, in double days or just regular practice, do you try to just focus in on one detail and try to get incremented incrementally better um i feel like yeah i did that in college a little, little bit but what would happen with me is i get almost too focused on <laughs> on the detail that i want to improve on and i kind of like i feel like a lot of times um like i'm a perfectionist and it's a blessing and a curse but if i focus too much on one thing then i can my my focus everywhere else can get out of whack so if there's one thing every practice that helps me is just kind of like keep a, a right, just be in the right state of mind. Um, you know, make, you know, a lot of it's eye discipline. I think eye discipline and really like everything above the shoulders, that's how the game is played. So um, I just trying to stay, I just trying to stay even keeled. Like if a bad play happens to stay even, if a good play happens, stay even. And 
And from staying in that kind of sweet spot, then it's like, then the technique just comes out of me. Uh, you don't necessarily have to like think about it too much. That's, that's what I've been working on. Mm. When was the first time that, you know, you're playing in the NFL, you're getting paid. When did it become, when was that moment? Like, Oh, this is a business. Like I, I can remember. For me, yeah. Yeah. When it was a, when it was a business, I was like, Hey, what, where everybody's my first training camp. And mm -hmm. I was in practice and it was like 90 something dudes. And then the first cut happened and then it trimmed down to 70, 75. Mm -hmm. And then another cut happened and trimmed down even more. And then next thing you know, it's the, you know, the first week, the first practice of the first week of the season. And I, I couldn't believe like where every half the team was gone. Yeah. Like where lines, yeah. you know, the stretching lines used to be four or five deep. Now they're too deep. When did that happen mm -hmm. for you? When was that time? He's like, damn, this is a business. There's so many <laughs> examples. Definitely like new people every week. Like there can be a new person who comes in and he'll even play that game. Like he'll get in the game. And then come Tuesday, he cut. So that and this, you know, like having to learn new names. And right when you learn the name, they're gone. Um, and then just kind of like, um, you know, everyone in the league is dealing with some type of like injury or, or body issue. But whenever you step on the field, that's like that's not that's your resume. So it doesn't matter what what you're going through outside, you know, at home or or um, or outside of the field. But as soon as you step on the field, it's like you got to be ready to go. Like there's no excuses and and you got to um, take responsibility for everything that happens. So, yeah, I mean, that's I think that's just the way it is. It, you don't really know unless you're in it and you and you experience it, you know, even uh, early on in the season. Like I got one bomb thrown on me, caught for a touchdown for Seattle. And then I was benched for two weeks after that. And then, OK, we're going to start to work him in again. First play I was in, a caused a fumble. And then ever since then, I was a starter. Mm -hmm. So it's just like, you know, you just kind of kind of have to. Really like know, knowing who you are and and what you stand for and, um, you know, compartmentalizing what you do and who you have to become uh, with, with who you are off the field is important. Gotcha. How, now, so how do you take responsibility in your world? How does that look? What really helped me, and I learned this from UW and Coach Lake, was just um, no excuses, no explanations. Because it's really easy to, you know, something doesn't go right, whether, you know, maybe maybe the, the person next to you messed up or, you know, maybe, you know, you're dealing with the injury or, you know, you didn't get the exact look like like you saw on film. It's easy to say to explain yourself and kind of like, uh, you know, protect your ego a little bit. But at the end of the day, it's like. I would rather take the blame, and the responsibility and just bite the bullet because down the line, I think like my conscience will be clear. You know what I mean? It's like if, if, if I'm taking responsibility then I'm the one in control. So, yeah. Mm, I've never, never heard that. I like it. That's a bar. 
it's tough to do. Like it got really hard for me. Um, just kind of going through, you know, some injury issues and stuff. It was like, I didn't feel the same way I normally, like I felt off, you know, it's easy to look at the tape and say, Oh, this wouldn't have happened if I was feeling a different way or if I wasn't injured, this or that. But like, you know, like I said, if you step on the field, like you got to answer to everything that you put out there. So, yeah. Yeah. Let me ask you, um, you know, it's your first year and you made it to the second round of the playoffs. And of course you would have loved to go all the way. And I think you guys have the, um, from the outside looking in, you guys have the right pieces in place. Um, talk to me about like the culture. What has in, you know, it's the cool thing is you can look at it from a couple of different lenses, right? Like, yes, you had success in high school. You won a state championship. Um, you won the Pac-12. You've had success. You've been on successful teams in college. And then your first year in the league, you're two games away from playing in a Super Bowl. Can you yeah. kind of summarize, like, the culture that you see from those three different levels? Um, oh, yeah. That's uh, that's such a tough question. Um, I know. I don't know. I think since I have been in it ever since high school, I don't really know anything else other than just like the, a good culture. You know what I mean? Like I've been fortunate to be on good teams with good leadership. And I think that's what it is. It's like one thing I noticed just this past year is like, you know, we all had shared team goals and like either the coaches or the players would all hold us accountable to reach those goals. And it's like every week, especially when, you know, every week we'd have new goals based off of the team we play. And it's like, you know, if you don't hit those goals, then you lose. And if you, you know, if you do, then more often than not, you're going to win. Um, I don't know where I'm going with this, but. I just think it's, you know, how you approach every day, like, you know, the work's got to get done and, and what you talked about earlier, like being consistent and I don't know. It, it, it's, it, it, I don't know. I don't know. I think I'm, I'm so far in it and I have been so far for so long that it's like, I know when a culture is good and I know when it needs work. Um, when does it need work? I feel like when people start, you know, blaming each other, you know, blaming either the front office or blaming the coaches. Like when there's a lot of blame going around, I think that that's definitely a red flag. You know, I've been on so many bad teams and you hit it, you hitting it right, right square, square on the chin is when you start to blame. Absolutely. Yeah. And it kind of goes back to the, you know, no excuses, no explanations because it's easy to blame someone else and kind of like save your pride. But if you just take it on the chin and, and take ownership, then it's like in doing that, you gain trust with, you know, the people next to you. Love that. Love that perspective. Um, okay. So what is something that you, you would tell your, your, um, your 13 year old little brother? <laughs> would, I would tell him just something. to chill out. <laughs> just to chill out yeah just to chill out and relax a little bit like 
you know, um, I think, you know, he, he's doing everything he needs to do. Yeah. And, you know, sometimes if you want things too bad, you actually get in the way of yourself, you know, you get in the way of, of, um, of God's plan for you or, or how you're supposed to be. So I feel like, you know, trust, just trust in yourself and your abilities and just kind of like ease up a little bit. You know, you don't need to, you know, you choke the life out of, yeah, you, you don't need to, you don't need to uh, choke the life out of, out of um, everything you do, you know? Yeah. That's good. Okay. What about the, what about the 20 year old version of Elijah? What would you tell him? Really the same thing. Like I kind of, um, it's tough. Cause like I have really, uh, like my, my career goals like are crazy and they sound ridiculous. And like, I can get, um, you know, obsessed about them or, or all consuming and stuff. But when I'm like that, it's like I lose sight of what I do have. So I, I would definitely just tell myself to like, you know, understand like the people in my life, like my, the relationships I have, I wouldn't trade for anything. I'd rather stop playing football tomorrow if it meant, you know, I got to keep, you know, keep my family and, and keep my wife just because their, you know, their love is enough for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, it'd be tough. It'd be tough, you know, but at the end of the day, it's like once and everything's said and done, you're not going to, you know, you're not going to be wishing that you play one more year in the NFL. It's going to be that you spent more time with your loved ones. Yeah. No, that's good. It's I tough for me that... to say, too, because I, I, you know, I obviously love the game. I, 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 there hasn't been a day go by that I, have, that I haven't thought about football. Like, it's ingrained in my system. But, again, it's like the more you think about it and obsess about it, then the more, um, you know, the more – constrained you get and you get tight and then it just becomes not fun anymore and, and you start to be rigid and it's just uh it's a balance you know it's kind of like uh like the back the backward law that people talk about you know like if you want things too bad then you won't get it mm. i never heard of that okay. yeah i, I don't know start reading yep. more. i need to start reading <laughs> i get it i get it well um, you know, one of the things that I'm super proud of is um, all the stuff you do on the football field and, and whatnot. That's that's great. And it's something that me and your mom, you know, we really we came together and we, we talked about this years ago was, hmm. you know, when we raised you guys. It's always, you know, we might have some might have some athletes in there. You know, genetics plays a role. Yeah. But um, before anything, we want to make sure you guys are set up. You know, you know who you are. You know, you you walk around with with great character because, you know, and you've been around, even though it's just your first year in the, in the league. There's a lot of people, a lot of professional athletes. You know, you guys got reputations. You guys can be assholes because of, you know, the success that you had and nobody really holding up a mirror, holding you accountable for uh, what you do off the field. And so yep. that was one of the things that, you know, we've seen me and your mom. And so we were very intentional to make sure that, Hey, you guys going to be good people first because this football thing or basketball, whatever you want to do, it only lasts for us a, a, a finite time. It ain't going to last forever. 
So that was one mm-hmm. thing that we really wanted to 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 put into you guys. And I'm saying that because I had a conversation with um, you know, a coach that that you were with um at University of Washington. He didn't even coach you. He was a wide receiver coach. And mm-hmm. you know, he went on and on about um, you know, the type of character that you have. And um, you know, he, he gave examples where you would be out there on the field with nobody around and you would be working on your footwork. You'd be working on your steps, like little bitty baby stuff. Like he said that you work within a three by five or five by five yardage area. Mm-hmm. And he took pictures of you. You didn't know that he was way up in his office, but he took pictures of you and then he sent it to his wide receivers. This is Junior mm-hmm. Adams. Now he's now he's a duck. So, <laughs> but mm-hmm. He took pictures of that and he sent it to his wide receivers and told him like, this is what it takes. This is the things that you have to do. And he told me that you guys have some great conversations. Like you would go into his office and then just chop it up with them and ask him questions of what, what they are thinking. What are they looking at? What, what um, are some of the clues that can help them as wide receivers? Cause you wanted to take that information and then apply that to help yourself. Mm-hmm. And I think in in life, in business, in anything, the more you can get perspective, you can look at things through different lenses, the clearer you are. Yeah. And, and then um, he also shared with me, you know, when you're, uh, I think it was a senior banquet or whatever, and mm-hmm. they let all the seniors talking, and you got up and you talked, about you know all the coaches that helped you out and then you singled him you singled him out and um told him how beneficial to his growth that um you know just sitting down with with somebody different than the the guy that's coaching you yeah yeah and he he was like he got you know he felt a certain way and um you know it's 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 powerful the things that you know especially the higher up you go, the more success you have, and you just taking a little time out and you know talking with with people and getting their insights, how impactful it is. So yeah, you know, I think that's I think that's important, and um and it's something that nobody's going to know. You know what I'm saying? Like nobody's going to do an interview and and talk about that, except for mm-hmm. me, because I know yeah, how impactful I- it is. I know how important it is. I wasn't necessarily even trying to be impactful, <laughs> you know, like, yeah. and that's why I feel like it's tough for me to talk about culture or leadership is because I don't like, I don't really make, you know, sometimes I do, but I don't make the conscious decision to say, okay, today I need to be a leader. It's just kind of like, uh, you know, what I'm, you know, everything I've learned from a very young age and everything that's accumulated to who I am now. It's like those the the character and the attributes will eventually come out of me and it'll I guess impact other people. Like for me, like that just everything, my relationship with June was all just based off of the fact that I was curious. You know, when you're curious, you just you wanna there's endless questions to ask. And when you every question you ask opens a new door. And when you open that door, then then you maybe you could find an answer and make a connection to an entirely different thing. And then you can, I even, I did this in school. I did this 
from watching, I would, you know, watching, uh, you know, TV shows on Netflix about cooks, like, like there's in, in every avenue of life, you can, you can take a piece of it and apply it to what you love doing. So that's, that's where that came from. I love that. Being curious. Yeah. Yep. Anything it's, else? I, Anything I, I, mean, else? I, I think with that being said too, it's like, this is something that I, I'm working on this. Yeah. You got to ask those questions, but sometimes you got to know when, you know, um, when a door doesn't necessarily need to be open, you know, like they call that rumination, you know, and that's just the kind of living in the past or, or thinking about the future, like trying to make all the connections pulls you out of the present. So I think, you know, there's a time and place to be curious, but, you know, as soon as it's time to step on the field or, or do it, whatever you do in your normal life, that's when you just kind of got to throw it all out the window. Boom. Mic drop. Why did you say we weren't, we weren't going to talk about sports? And this is all we talk about is sports. Well, you know, no, that's not that's not it. We we dabble in the sports and then we pull out the the meat from it. It starts like that, but then it goes down a different route. If you just listen to it, you'll know what I'm okay, talking. I'm about. sure it sounds better than that. I'm because I'm listening to myself talk right now. I sound like an idiot. <laughs> Welcome to my, my life. Voice is, my, my voice is high and I'm talking too fast. No, you're not. You're fine. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. Hey, thanks for being on my podcast once again. Yes, I'm I'm close to 30,000 downloads. I know you was wondering. Yes, I'm close to 30,000. Oh, that's pretty good. All right. Yeah. That's top, pretty good. Top one and a half percent of podcasts on earth. I just really in in your category or all time? No, all time. Well, you are pretty like you do consistently put out episodes every week and stuff. Yeah, you don't forget, which is which is impressive because you do you are forgetful, but you don't forget to put out an episode. Consistency. We already talked about that. All right, man. I know you got workouts or you got some recovery drink you got to sip on, or you're gonna bake some salmon or something like that so i'll let you get to it love you all right i love you too thanks for listening to this week's episode of the shark effect podcast if you enjoyed what you heard today please share it with a friend and if you haven't already subscribe rate and review the show on your favorite podcast player if you have any questions comments or feedback for us you can reach me directly at the sharkeffect.com Thanks for listening. It's here. Finally, my book, The Ultimate Playbook for Higher Achievement. You can get it on Amazon in the uh, paper paperback version or you can get it on Kindle. And who this book is an in, intentionally created for is for those who are looking tr- to transition. What, whether you was an athlete or an executive or a successful entrepreneur or whatever, if you're looking to transition into something different, this book can help you. I break it down, I lay down the foundation of who you want to be. I have a chapter in there 
that breaks down and boils down leadership, which is influence. And you got to understand these 10 influencers that can help you with decision making, that can help you with influencing others. And how are you influenced? I have chapters in there that really breaks down my system of assignment, alignment, and adjustment. Um, recognizing the power of your environments is a chapter. Developing your own procedures, creating relationship roadmaps, using adversity to your advantage, right? Because we all go through tough times, but how do you flip it? How do you use it to power you, okay? And then developing your own standards. So these are things that can help anybody, not just, not just athletes. Now, there's some stories in there, you know, that covers topics that, that resonate with athletes. But I think overall, this book can help um, anyone who is looking to transition into becoming successful in something new, something different. Okay, so make sure check it out. Amazon, the ultimate playbook for high achievement.